0: Welcome to the Overgivers Anonymous Podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Overgivers Anonymous Podcast. Uh, I want to talk to you about something. There's some conversations I've had with people about teams and how they feel like their teams don't aren't going to care as much about their business as they do. And... I'm to call bullshit. I am. <laughs> building a team that supports you and supports the business. There's a difference here. We want to make sure that we're building a business. We're not, this isn't our baby, right? So we need to do things that are right for the business in general. Now, a lot of people are like, I don't believe you, Angela. I don't think that you can create a team that actually buys into the success of the business. They're doing their own thing and they're there just there to work. So here's my take. Hopefully you can take a few pieces out of here. Now, when it comes to business, change is inevitable. There's always going to be changes in your business as you grow. I mean, when I started this business back in 2009 or 2008, I was fixing computers and running cables and fixing printers and all of those things that I did from a tech perspective – I did that. And then I moved into being a social media manager to where I am today, you know, being in project management and helping people build businesses that they absolutely love. That evolution obviously took time over many, many years. And what I want you to take from that is that business does change. Business does evolve. It's inevitable. And the way that you and your team work is also constantly in evolution. And there's a flexibility that happens If you allow flexibility to happen, then it's going to, it's going to help the team to grow in a way that's going to allow you to change your business so that it works better for you. And it's going to have, it's going to be a must if you want to navigate those changes with success. Flexibility is one of your things that when you have it, when you have it as part of your entire team, things can happen that you didn't expect for the better. Okay. Change is never easy. I get that. Moving from one place to another doesn't always have a fluid way about it. When I moved from different pieces of my services to other pieces of service, it didn't always just flow. Sometimes the flow happened. Other times I was lost as I was trying to find the flow from one place to another. And the same thing that happens when we're building a team too. Sometimes adding a team member is completely fluid and it just makes sense for them to come on board. A lot of times when we onboard somebody new, it is disjointed at first and there is an uncomfortableness about it. And what people don't realize, if you've ever been in a cog in the wheel corporately, If you weren't a hiring manager, if you weren't a team leader, you probably didn't notice these things. And certainly if you never worked in HR, you probably didn't notice these things either. But hiring new team members takes time and effort. And so when you as a team lead inside your business decide to bring somebody on, I want you to remember that, that there's going to be some time associated with making sure they're onboarded correctly, that they are integrated into the team. And so... Some of the change that is important to realize is that when something is disjointed about a team member, rather than ignore it until it irritates you enough to get rid of them, it's important to have those conversations early so that you can test and adjust different things with that team member. And then both of you can create what needs to happen so that you can be successful. Inevitably, you want to make sure that each team member can create their own brilliance within your business the business so that when you grow as a business when the business grows and as you grow inside your business they're growing inside their your business as well you need your team to be motivated with you in order for those changes to be as smooth as possible when you're motivated as a team it's amazing how much can get done now you want to involve the team and you want to personalize their tasks get your feedback from the team on not only your ideas, but their ideas too. When something comes up in the business, there are some things that you're not going to ask them what they think about a choice you make. So there's, there might be, um, you might choose to move your hosting services from OneDrive to Google or vice versa, or you may choose to use a different platform for creating proposals and having them signed and that kind of thing, maybe you don't need your team members involved for that. However, there are times when maybe you're looking at the overall scope of work that you have in the team between you and you can say, hey, hold on a second. How are you feeling right now with your workload? Do you think that, you know, I think we can take more on. What do you think? I feel like there's some room here for some extra work. What do you think? Getting their test and feedback is important. If you're working for someone and all of a sudden they're like, hey, we just signed in 10 more new clients and I'm going to just pile a bunch of work on you. How are you going to feel? It's probably not going to feel very good. Maybe you are going to feel good because you want the hours, but who knows? You might not like it. So it's important to bring them in on those things too. And if you still want to onboard those 10 and your team members don't feel like they can handle it, maybe that means you need to bring in another team member. But test the waters, get some information from your team members when it comes to something like that. Make sure everyone understands what their roles are. And I hope that you make sure that you, um, you help them to understand how important they are inside the business to accomplish the tasks or to accomplish the ideas or thoughts or, or the goals as a team that needs to be done for the business, okay? Obviously, there's buy-in on person. People have to like you, obviously, you know, if you wanna work with you, same goes. You wanna be able to like them too. But make sure that you are presenting them with these opportunities and that you that they know how important they are to the business and to you and to each other follow up with your team members make sure that you are keeping in touch throughout the process so that everyone's on the same page if you see a bottleneck happen or if you see a glitch that's going on that's not something to be ignored it's something to fix it doesn't have to be you that fixes it either Recently, inside our business, we had changed a few processes around, and that, incur- that meant that we needed to change the actual process and SOP of what needed to be done. Which means that we needed to change a template inside ClickUp. Now, I could have done that, or I could have said, "Hey, so and so, would you mind updating that template and do X, Y, and Z with it?" More often than not, I'm going to I'm going to option B, even if it only takes me a little bit to do option A. The person who does those things inside the business understands enough that I can say, "Hey, can you change the template to?" to enter this information this way and they can get it done. And it's not urgent that I have to do it. Whenever you're adding extra things to people's plate, it's important to know if they actually want that as well, right? Especially if it's a new task, something out of the blue. It's like, Hey, I got this idea. I want to do this thing. How would you feel about taking that on? Get feedback on that rather than just dump it on them. You want to address resistance inside the business as well. So it is Going to happen just as change is inevitable, so is resistance inside the business and the work that you do. Sometimes people will come back to you with what feels like a no, get that out of my face, when really it's a I don't feel comfortable with what you're asking me, and so that's where we need to seek first to understand before being understood. So you might say. In your own mind, before you address this, you might say, I really need this person to take on this particular task. That needs to happen. So you have an opportunity to address it. You could just go, hey, so-and-so, I need you to take this on. And it's possible that they'll go, yeah, okay, no problem. All right, let's do it. But there is a chance that that person goes, ah, that really doesn't fit for me. Now, they may not say it that way. They might go, oh, uh, that's not part of my job description. Oh, I don't think I signed up to do that there are different ways that they could come across. Now, depending on what colored glasses you came to this conversation with, the history or the thoughts that are going through your mind, the way that you hear the words coming to you, you may be offended or you may feel badly about whatever it is they're saying, but I encourage you to stop and seek first to understand. So if somebody says, "Um, no, uh, boss, that's not something I want to do for XYZ reasons, or I don't want to do this because of ABC, instead of getting your hackles up. Now it's possible your hackles might get up and that's okay. It's okay for that to happen, but I encourage you to realize that's what's going on so that you can say, Oh, hold on a second. So in your point of view, this is what you're thinking about. Okay. And this is how you're feeling about that. Clarify, make sure you understand how they're seeing it. Make sure you understand how they feel about it. Then you have the ability to, deval- to validate their concerns and their worries and then you can work together to find a solution to make the transition easier or to change what you're expecting from that person. So there's an opportunity here when somebody brings up, you bring something to them and you say, hey, I want you to do this. And, and they bring you, you know, they bring up this resistance to you about how mm, I don't really feel like that's it. And you go through the conversation where you seek first to understand and you ask them questions. And then you say, is this what you feel? Is this how you think? Yes. Okay. And you don't want to do it because of this. Mm, okay, well, what if we change this and that? Would then you want to do this? Or if we decided to do um, this, but then move this part to this person? Maybe those things are, are some conversations. That'll allow you to either make the transition easier for them to take on something new, or the change in the transition. So it could be that maybe you, don't, you want them to take the whole thing on, but maybe they're only comfortable taking half of it. And maybe you have to do the other half for now, or maybe you have somebody else on the team who can do the other half, but have that conversation. So just because there's resistance to what you want them to do does not mean to say that it's resistance as a no, not ever, but maybe no, not now, or maybe not, maybe no, not at all of it. Okay. So be open to understand how they're feeling. And then together you can find a solution so that the thing still gets done inside the business. It's just that it's done differently than you originally thought when you brought this up to the team member. Now here's the thing. It's always okay. Always. If things don't go to plan, because you know, and I know that you set a plan in place and you move towards that plan and you take action steps to make it there. And we don't always get to the plan because not all the things that we plan on paper come true. It looks good. Maybe, maybe we put it down in paper and it looks really good, but in practice, it just doesn't work. And so it's okay. It's so it's okay to adjust. I've done this so many times with my team, and I know they know this is, is it's funny, but we'll go like, okay, let's try this, but we'll, we'll test it. We'll see if it works, and sometimes it works okay, and sometimes it's like, oh, crap, that really didn't work at all, did it? Okay, so how else can we do it? As a team, we can help each other as well. Now, when we plan, I encourage you to do it in pencil so you can erase and move forward and do things a little differently if it doesn't quite work out to plan. I got to tell you, my new loves of my life are the Fiction Gel Pens from Pilot. I know there's another company out there who's doing them as well, but um, my gosh, I can write in pretty colors with my pens and they have a great eraser. So now I'm I'm just going to date myself. It's the truth. (laughs) When I went to school, we had these erasable pens They were crap, total shit. You'd write on the piece of paper, but in order to erase them, you literally had to remove off like layers of paper to get rid of them. And so they were shit. They didn't work because you had no paper left to write on top of them. These new pens don't work like that. They require a little heat to move them, but you don't need to strip the whole paper to get them off. So at first I was a little bit skeptical about them because of my experiences in childhood, but they're good. So you see, sometimes there's some resistance. (laughs) So if you don't want to use pencils, if that's not what you do, those friction pens are really good. Um, they they have certainly changed over time and they're much better now. Uh, and I use them in my daily planner now. So I can actually use a pen instead of using a pencil. But if you don't have those erasable pens, then please use a pencil and eraser to plan things out. Because you want to be able to erase things and change them instead of being, you know, things scribbled out. Sometimes you might need to adjust and sometimes you just need to completely change the plan. So as long as you understand why you're doing it and where you're making those changes and how those changes are going to change your trajectory, that's important. So it's possible that at the beginning of the year, and I hate to use this as an example, but it's so, I appreciate that it's overdone, but the truth of the matter is in 2020, business owners made a plan in 2019. I made a business plan for 2020 obviously i had no clue what was going to blow up in our faces in that first quarter of 2020 so once we started to creep towards the end of the first quarter is when things started to really shut down in my country other countries as well and now i needed to literally scrap it and start over not i'm sure you did that as well it's like okay well that first quarter was fun fantastic let's start again <laughs> So sometimes you do have to make a huge adjustment, and sometimes it just needs to be a little bit of a deviation. So maybe your plan for this quarter was to launch an ebook, but you started working on it, and you realized that that wasn't where you needed to focus your energy, and you needed to offset till that till next quarter, and instead you needed to take on the webinar piece that you would put off till next quarter. Shuffling. When you make those changes, I just want you to be, I want you to remind yourself of your overall goal for the year. So sometimes taking a deviation or sometimes moving things and mixing them up, it isn't about when it gets done, just that it's on the plan and needs to get done. So sometimes it's a huge change, like I said, and sometimes it's just a small deviation in plan. But understand that whatever change you make is going to change it, or potentially could change the outcome of the year. Now, hopefully the changes that you make are going to impact in a more positive way than what you had the previous time or your previous projections, or at least come to the same. Another piece that's really important when you're trying to get buy-in from your team, share the success of the business with the team. Sometimes that's just, Hey guys, Oh my God, we're amazing. We did X, Y, Z. Hey, our goal was this. And we hit that. Sometimes it's just a, you know, rah, rah, kind of let's pump each other up success and let's share that. Because when you achieve, when the business achieves a goal and you and your team have worked together to create that, it's really important to let them know that you appreciate all the effort and work that they put in so that you as a whole could make it to that end goal together, that success. And your success is their success. The business success is all of your success. And when they feel important then they'll buy into your ideas more in the future. And when they feel like they have a part in all of those business goals and the part in the success, they're going to want to feel more of that. They're going to have more of that. And of course, that is massive buy-in from your team. You want to get feedback from them on what went well and what could have gone better Um, after the plan was completed. It's possible that you you hit your goal and you were successful, but somebody says, hey, you know, next time, we could still hit that success if we did X, Y, and Z different. Again, remember to be open to the suggestions from your team. Listen to what they have to say. Make sure that they know you hear them, that you know that they are, they know that you are listening to what they are saying. Because if they know that their feedback is valued by you, then they're going to be more willing to share their feedback in the future. And let me tell you, more heads are better. <laughs> when you can see a problem or a solution or an idea from multiple angles, you can come up with solutions that you never even thought possible. Even if you don't take a ride on whatever feedback they've given you, or even if you decide not to take their advice and implement it, just knowing that you care about what they've given you is really, really important. And it will allow them the ability to think, hey, I can bring this to them in the future. I know that they're going to listen to me. This is how we build an amazing team. This is how we get brought buy-in from our team so that they feel as important as possible inside your team and that they're going to make sure that your business, the business, grows the way that you want it to. I hope you have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group, where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group.